Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm the philosopher and this is where we focus on leveling up inside and outside the virtual arena. And I'm very excited to bring this episode to you guys because uh, I get to talk to two very high level players that I respect, uh, both very good and I'm excited to share that conversation with you. Uh, and I'll put a timestamp to the start of that conversation so that you can get right into the, the questions. We basically get right into the conversation right away. I like both these guys, they're very logical thinkers, I'm not really one to have to engage in small talk if I don't feel the need to do so. So it's nice to just get into like thought process, how they're feeling, what they're looking towards, towards uh, goals or just playing the game, how they also process goals because everyone is very, very different, right? Everyone is is different in terms of what they want and how they're going to get there. Uh, and some people are very just intense. I'm going to work. I'm going to grind and do these things and I'm going to be the best. And then there are some people who are just like, I like doing this. It's fun. I want to do this for fun. And, and it's always interesting to see that mindset, see, see those conversations and, and how they process things and how they motivate themselves to do more. Uh, so yeah, the start of that conversation will be uh, in the show notes if you want to get right to that. A couple of updates beforehand. Of course, you guys know I've probably been pumping out a lot of uh, Guilty Gear content on my YouTube channel. Thanks for the, the support. I want to talk about Guilty Gear for a little bit. I, I started a series called Strive for Success. You know, obviously the pun, very, very obvious there. But that said, I, I really, really enjoy playing Guilty Gear Strive. And it's so, so different from any other fighting game that I've played. And it's it's a combination of so many experiences and so i don't know how this is going to work as a project because i want to share my process uh, in learning this game which is why i made the strive for success series it's more so a documentation of my my thoughts my process uh where i'm at with the game i'm on floor 10 right now if you know what that means and so i'm i've done one try out to get to the celestial floor uh failed that one against a really good soul player did well i was really happy with my performance and, and that's the thing with this game is i'm not a guilty gear player for those who don't know what Guilty Gear is, it's a very anime-influenced 2D fighting game, but using 3D assets. A lot, of, a lot of 2D fighting games actually use 3D models now. This one looks like a hand-drawn game, but actually has 3D aesthetics. They have a certain kind of animation and art style that makes it look more hand-drawn and so well done. Just aesthetically speaking, the game looks phenomenal. Mechanically speaking, Guilty Gear has always been just other fighting games on steroids to me. It's not just like crazy characters, because every character is unique in their own way and just ridiculously different, but also the mechanics of the game are just over the top and so convoluted it felt like <laughs> as a newer fighting game player. But as I've grown, the, developer, the developers of fighting games of, of Guilty Gear have also grown in their own way. And so they've streamlined this game. It's almost like if you play D&D 3.5 versus uh, 5.0, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of old school people still are diehard 3.5 fans. And that's a whole other conversation in terms of the reaction from the FGC about this game. Because a lot of old heads don't like the game or didn't like the game because they thought it was a watered down version of, of what they love and know. Uh, and I have my own thoughts about that. I, I feel like I've done several videos on that, but maybe I need to just do one in-depth, like short take on that. But for right now, I love the game. The mechanics, I think, are still very complicated. Uh, not complicated deep rich there's a lot to do there's a lot of expression there's a lot of once in a lifetime situations so to speak uh, so i think the game is very well i think the game is very well balanced between being very deep and technical but also being approachable to newer players so it has that nice middle ground where you know it's easy to pick up 
but it's hard to master. Like Melee or other Smash games, you just have this game that kind of looks simple on the surface, but as you play it more and more and more, you realize that a newer player is never going to beat a better player in the game. Like that, I should—I don't think that should ever be the expectation. But a newer player should be able to win against someone their own skill, uh, even if they have a little bit of an advantage in terms of knowledge, just to make the game more rewarding. Or it shouldn't feel like that gap is so big. And I feel like their ranking system and and the gameplay in general and the tutorials—they've done a good job of, of setting the foundation for for newer players to have fun with the game, but also leave a lot of wiggle room for players who are sweaty like myself who want to get better at the game uh and i don't want to get sweaty just for the sake of winning i like this game because it's just like uh, i've been calling it finger paint painting for fighting games because i just get to do stuff and i don't really care if i do bad it just it's a fun game it's crazy it's ridiculous there's tons of stuff to explore and learn uh but i don't have that stress Maybe it's just I've gotten older and so I'm not really worried about competing as much as I used to. I still want to compete if I ever get to the point to where I feel like I'm, you know, I'm happy with where I am. But I have Street Fighter. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to compete in Street Fighter and, comp- and, and continue to improve at that game. I've sort of taken a little mini vacation from the game, but I still play it and I still love getting sets. And I've been enjoying the game more as a result of playing Strive because my brain is thinking in a new way, a new creative way. And I've been taking that back to Street Fighter. Uh, and even though there's certain things I got to train, right? I got to get into the training room and, and refine and hone some skills that I already have and learn some new ones. But I don't have that daunting feeling of, of plateauing. And I actually didn't have that for a while since before Strive, but it's gotten even better to where it's like, I just got to, you know, play the game, enjoy it. It's, it's given me a fresh outlook on Street Fighter. Uh, when I play it. I, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe you guys have experiences as well, but I'm not so hard on myself anymore. I, I've tried very hard over the years, so I feel like I'm less hard on myself than other people. But even still, you know, as an individual, comparing myself to myself, I always know that I can be more productive in my thinking. When I lose, I can be hard on myself without being toxic, so to speak. It's fine to hold yourself accountable and be like, yo, you did these things, let's do something about it. That is vastly different from, yo, you did these things and you're trash. You're always going to be trash. Like, that's different, right? You're, you're holding yourself accountable both times, but I'm not being toxic about it, right? Uh, and, and that's partly why I like Strive, because I don't have that obligation to the game. I have no obligation to Guilty Gear. I'm not a Guilty Gear player. I played a little bit of Zerd, but I, I'm not a diehard Guilty Gear fan. I just like Strive. A lot. To the point to where I want to play it on my own. I don't need to play with friends. I can just play ranked. Um, the netcode is so good that I just... I can play tons of matches and get a bunch of experiences. The ranked mode allows you to rematch people that you lost to if, they, if you're both down for it. So it's just... It's really, really convenient. Very great. Uh, it, it has great tools like online training mode. So I've, been, I've really been an advocate for this game, and I wanted to share my learning process because I think there are other people who are new to the game who are already struggling. And I also see people who are doing this thing that I never really paid much attention to until recently, where they, they, they're saying they can't get better because they can't do this thing. It's impossible for them. I feel like this could be its whole own topic, where players are limiting their own capabilities because they're they're dictating they're saying what they can and can't do and i would disagree with people when they say oh yeah i can't learn this thing maybe not yet because it's not the most important thing to learn and maybe it is more advanced or less advanced stuff you should learn first uh that's understandable 
But there are people who are just outright like, no, I can't do that. Even though they might be ready to learn that thing now, they're like, no, no, I'm going to stick to what's comfortable. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone now that I've kind of established how I want to play. You know, a lot of players, the dust is settling for them when with this game and they're they're kind of going into their style and they're they're kind of crystallizing how they want to play but the issue is when that crystallization happens a lot of players their mindset changes from this is a fun new ex like exciting game i get to explore to whenever i lose i'm picking out all the shit that i hate and complaining about it and getting mad and i see some of the people in my fgc i see people online doing this kind of stuff like for example People complain about the game being too simple, but now they're complaining about how hard it is to do the supers in this game. I'm okay with that. I personally feel great when I land my super because it is so hard to land, so I understand that whole old school mentality a little bit better because I never really cared about that. But it is rewarding. If it was easier, I wouldn't care either. But I don't feel like complaining about it. Like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it is not a hard thing. Like, it takes a little bit of discipline to do a half circle back forward. Uh, you don't have that level of discipline, and that's your fault, in my opinion. So get into the training room and practice your half circle back forwards. Stop complaining about it. It's not that hard. It really, really is not that hard. If you just slow down your inputs and learn the timing rather than just mashing it out like you're probably doing. Uh, I'm sorry to sound so condescending about it, but it's really not that hard to do. I think half circles are hard on a hitbox because you have to be way more precise than other inputs. So I don't feel like I have an advantage with half circle forwards on a hitbox because I've played on pad. I've played on uh, fight stick. I've played on the weird little like Sega Saturn type controller as well. Uh, I've tried a lot of different kinds of controllers. So I, I don't think, you know, maybe pad might have the hardest time, but you just got to take your time with it. Uh, and that's similar to a lot of the way the combos and the movement and the just the overall mechanical execution required for the game. It's It's both easy and hard at the same time because it's really not too hard to do these sequence of buttons in a certain order once you memorize it but it's kind of like learning music where if you don't have that rhythm and you can't naturally find the timing it might not make sense to you i i feel like i'm kind of lucky to where i've always been able to play music by ear i don't play any instruments very very well <laughs> i don't know music theory now i did a podcast about this a long time ago mega max star talking about learning music and the translation of learning music versus learning a fighting game but with this my point is, is that I, I've always been able to, to hear a note and I could pick up any instrument I've never played and find that note and be like, yeah, this is a note right here. It might take me a minute because I don't know which note, which string or which button makes what noise, but I can always find a note on any instrument or just make the voice, like make it with my own voice. I might not sound that great, but I can match that note and, and I won't be able to, oh, this is a C. I wouldn't be able to tell you it's a C, but I could make that noise for you like verbatim. Uh, and I, I feel like it's the same thing with rhythm where it's not just notes that make up a music, it's like the space in between it. So you can have the same notes or chord progression, but if you change up the pauses in between it, it makes a completely different song. Similarly, it can make a different combo. Uh, you know, obviously you're gonna press different buttons, but the timing can change, and you can turn a, a Gatling into a Link. Less, There's less Links in this game than maybe Street Fighter because you have Gatling, so you don't really need too many links, but there are definitely links in this game, or uh, at least juggles that feel like links in this game. Or, or counter hits. Sometimes the counter hits, I think, can lead to a, a link. A different. I have not played all the characters, so I can't say for certain. It seems like every character breaks the rule in their own way. Like, you can't cancel specials into specials. Well, Nagoriyuki can do that. You know, <laughs> every character has a dash. Nagoriyuki doesn't have a traditional dash. It costs a resource. To, to dash all of the specials cost resources so it's like there's like this equilibrium for all the characters where they can and can't do certain things and they're vastly different compared to like a traditional fighting game 
Uh, but nonetheless, I digress. I, I've been really, really enjoying the game of Strive, and it's kind of helped de-stress a little bit. It's helped me get like my new passion, my new zest for fighting games in a, in a different kind of way. I encourage people to try it out if it's not going to break your bank. I think it's a great fighting game. I encourage people to not let that new game sheen go away for as long as possible. And you just, you have these open-minded eyes and you don't get stuck. Because, like, just pay attention to how you say things to yourself and to other people. Just pay attention to how often you say you can't do something versus I'm currently not able to do something. Like, just pay attention to how you talk about this game as you're learning it and as you're new. I know people who, like, the game's only been out for a month and they're saying what they can and can't do. Uh, they're getting upset about their rank. And I'm like, the game just came out a month ago. Why are you stressing about what performance you have there's you're still should be you should still be in the learning and improving phase you should be in the mastering phase uh not comparing yourself to other people phase when you've never played a, a guilty gear in your life right it, am i am i crazy in this thinking am i alone in that i want to spend most of this time just talking about strive and, and fighting games because most of my fighting game time that i allocate has gone to strive and then if someone challenges me to a set or a mighty mode on mondays i've just been you know enjoying the matches and playing sets we took a break for the fourth of july uh, week it was the fifth of july for that monday but it's just like some of my commentators are burnt out i had spent all day in the sun as well um it was a stressful weekend that's kind of crazy i i, I want to share the story of the demolition derby that i went to but i i'll save it for another time <laughs> oh man that's funny but nonetheless a little bit about this conversation is that cpt happened a couple of weeks ago and this was recorded Shortly after CPT, I reached out to both Truth and Underscore. I actually got 8th place in the Midwest CPT qualifiers. And then Truth got 25th. And one of the players he had to beat was the answer. I go into this a little bit as well in, in the actual conversation. Uh, but these guys did very, very well. They're really good players. And so what I want you guys to do, what I want you to get out of this conversation, is just to listen to how they think about things. And maybe I need to emphasize this more when I have guests on the show, is that there aren't right answers to how to do things. But what I've learned worked for me in my life is I listen to people who are where I want to be or on that path a little bit ahead of me. So you have two people who play the same character, play the same game as me, uh, not the same character, they play Cammy. But it doesn't really matter. True, they both play different characters. Uh, but you can take a lot out of how these guys approach it. And you can actually cherry pick what you want in yourself. You might have to understand it a little bit better. But like, say you want to be more confident. You can be more confident if you understand how you think about a situation versus how other people who are confident think about a situation. And then if you don't understand why they think that way, figure out how they think that way. So hopefully this can be a buffer for you guys on, on your plateaus, when you're stuck, when you don't know how to do better. Maybe one of these players resonates with you. Maybe one of their solutions or their thought processes resonates with you. And I want you to take that and run with it. I want you to share that with me as well. If you, if you get something out of this, continue that conversation, whether it's on any of my social medias, which is down below. Uh, I want to know what you guys think about this and, and what your goals are. How do you process things? I, I like to take a lot of notes personally. You know, I, there's a lot of different things that I've done over the, over the course of my time. But yeah, hopefully you enjoy this conversation. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. Also, thank you guys who support me on Patreon. I've been restructuring that. I've been talking about it for a good while now. I'm thinking that it's going to be some sort of coaching. And it may, it may be Street Fighter and or Guilty Gear. Maybe 
pick between one or the other and like a, a certain number of sessions per month. So if that's interesting to you, if you think you would like some coaching, and this isn't just like mechanical skills, but I can teach execution, I can teach tilting, uh, coach, I should say, not teach. I, I can do both, but coaching I think is more effective in the long run. Uh, so if you're interested in getting some coaching, whether it be mental or mechanical, don't forget I am a live coach, but also a former game developer, animator, project lead. So I know the game from the mechanical. I know the game from the emotional, mental. So I'm very confident in my skills, but I also want to provide a service for you guys while also not burning myself out. So I'm thinking like a number of sessions on either one of those games per month because I, I want to practice my coaching as well. So I don't really talk about this too much, but I don't really care so much about the money. I do care about making more money. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to coaching, it's it's a passion. It's like painting or making music. I love getting into people's heads and helping them get better. And I'm working with a few organizations, but like I'm coaching Rocket League, which is great. I, I want to continue to explore that. You know, I'm working with Minecraft and other after-school programs and, uh, and universities are reaching back out to me now that the, the bans are being lifted. So that's nice. I hope to, to do better with that. Uh, so needless to say, if you want to help me continue to improve my coaching style because I'm making my own unique coaching style that, that no one else has done in fighting games uh, or other competitive games where I combine coaching uh, but I also am able to help with mechanical skills by giving specific exercises based on the individual and their skills and their deficiencies and their proficiencies. Uh, so if you want to help me be a better coach, uh, that's one way you can, we can do that. And uh, before you actually sign up for Patreon, if you're thinking about supporting me on Patreon, reach out to me first, actually, because I, I want to make sure that's better before people start putting money into that. I want to, I'm thankful for the Patreons I do currently have. They don't ask for anything in return. They just support me. Uh, but I want to give more if I can. Uh, and coaching would be one thing that would be very helpful for me. And if I can, you know, be compensated to some degree for my time and you get something out of it and make sure you're you're honest about it. Don't just take my coaching because you like me. Take my coaching because you have a, a passion of your own that you want to improve and you think that you resonate with my style from what you know about me. Uh, we can always have our, our consultation conversation first, which has nothing to do with Patreon. So if you're interested, we'll do a con... Oh, yeah, let's do this. If you're interested in supporting me on Patreon and getting coaching, Reach out first. We'll do a free consultation, have a conversation, like a 45, 30 minute conversation about your goals, my style or styles. And uh, we can go from there and then uh, figure out something on Patreon. So thank you guys again so much. And I hope you enjoy the show. FGC philosophy. Now, I believe it's important to focus more on the journey rather than the destination. I believe it's more important to get fixated on the process, not so much get fixated on the end goal. Uh, goals are meant to be compasses to help us get to where we want to be, but they don't help us with the immediate obstacles that are going to be in our way along that path. Uh, so this conversation is in part focused on understanding the learning process of others and setting attainable goals and avoiding or reducing the time uh, that we plateau because we all plateau in fighting games at some point or a lot of us have experienced that to some degree so uh, you know i talk a lot about the fixed mindset the growth mindset that kind of stuff um my hope is that all of us can really have a conversation here and uh 
not so much compare ourselves to other people like not so when you're talking hopefully you're not comparing yourself to other people in terms of like setting your goals it's, it's one thing to compare yourself in terms of performance at a tournament but another thing entirely to just compare yourself in terms of the progress that you're making uh but right now i've got truth with me He's, of course, a really strong cami player, does very well in the Mighty Mode on Mondays. I think, if I read the brackets right, you got 25th at CPT, which is pretty good. CPT Midwest, uh, 2021. Uh, so, awesome on that. You had to fight D-Answer. It looked like you beat him, so uh, you already had to fight at least one very, very strong Fong player in order to get there, which is really great. Hopefully, I can pick your brain on that, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, hopefully this is kind of like a timestamp on your journey and we can kind of talk about where you are now versus where you want to go. And then in the future, we can always check back and see, you know, where you are and kind of reevaluate. So it's really exciting to see that. Hopefully we can spark some ideas, you know, help you move forward, but also help people who are listening to you kind of understand how you see things because everyone understands things a little bit differently. So that said, thank you for joining me. And uh, how are you doing today? Uh, it's no problem, man. Uh... I'm a little bit tired because, you know, I'm not used to being up this early, but I'm, I'm good. I'm good. good. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I want to dig right into the questions because we uh, I'm not a huge small talk guy and I can kind of get right to the points when I talk to you. So that's really, really nice. Uh, so I, I think the first thing to ask is just to get a baseline feeling of uh, how do you feel like you did at CPT? Uh, personally how i did for cpt i feel as if that my my result was kind of eh, I, I say personally i said it was a little bit disappointing because i i felt as if that i could make i could have made top 16. like i could have easily made top 16. uh i didn't really train that much for it because i was so focused on work and then just you know getting getting my uh, my life pretty much back on track in terms of going to the gym and stuff so i didn't really get that chance really get too much of a chance to train but it kind of cleared my head uh gave me a little bit of a little bit of a fresh slate so went in didn't really i didn't really give myself like a lot of expectations but when i went in went on ahead you know was getting more of a feel getting used to how how i was playing because i was like because i think i went like almost a week without playing uh and then a lot of matches ended up getting close where it was either like close two o's, close two ones, uh, and it was just a it was a little little bit of little bit of nuances at least in my in my game, but but I mean it it was okay. I wasn't I wasn't like I wasn't disappointed that I lost. It was just more so just I kind of I failed my expectation, but but it's okay. I'm cool with that. My real uh issue at least in the bracket was the one that I ran into, which was Ramsey. Ramsey. Or if uh, previously what people used to know him as was random high fives. Uh, he was he's been in a sense I'm not gonna say a bracket demon, but he's always given me a little bit of an issue, at least when it came down to playing him in bracket. Because I think we've played I think like five times in bracket. I think he's beaten me three out of those five times. He was the one that eliminated me out of top eight at uh at one of the Red Bull events. Uh this was like three years ago. Who does he play? He plays uh he plays Honda and he plays Geef. Oh, okay. But he used uh he used Honda against me. Uh that that makes more sense, I would say. 
yeah those are both pretty tough characters that like i feel like to be a character specialist a lot of people don't play those characters that i've come across yeah i don't really have too much of a hot like really too much of a strong honda like training partner for real like i did train up with alucard a little bit on the matchup but it's like that matchup is actually like kind of difficult because honda is such a safe character yeah yeah that's a tough one and then what about the other opponent like what what was the situation with that guy as well uh oh uh misocrats um pretty much with that i let off the gas it was last game last round uh i dropped the game winning combo and he Mm -hmm. capitalized on it i died so yeah yeah uh because he he whiffed he whiffed something i did i did uh stand fierce medium dp into heavy super like i normally did instead of doing it the opposite way where it was guaranteed and because of the space in my dp whiffed and he killed me for it Mm. so gotcha uh, i wasn't i wasn't upset about it it was just you know comment you know comment error yeah okay that's healthy i respect it so i want to see what your goals are after cpt with street fighter 5 um what like what do you what do you plan like where do you want to be and when uh that actually is a good question i never really thought about it too much uh i don't know it's just i don't really like put any type of like i guess angle or like you know like like progression in terms of like a step ladder when it comes out to like how like when it comes out to me it's just i just like i'll i'll play uh certain stuff that that annoys me like whether it's like it's normal special moves or a certain strat it uh and i just i'll just lab it and see what options i can come up with it's just that way i don't plateau i just constantly just make little baby steps to really just get like stronger as a player so i, I really don't i really don't put an expectation on myself it's just it is, it is what it is from what i see it hmm. so how do you go about so at the level that you're at right now is it more so character matchup knowledge versus like learning and acquiring new skills like do you feel like there are new skills that you can acquire to help you along the way or is it more just education on like how to deal with the situation uh it's a little bit a little little mix of everything uh because i'll probably say prime example of one of the ones which is like more so my lack of character knowledge uh i i played i played black recently in a couple of uh and probably like for like a good hour or so uh i tried three different characters against his jury uh tried my kami i tried my karin i tried my buki i beat him i beat him with my kami i barely scraped it with with my karin and i got destroyed when i was using the ibuki and and it's just uh i i never seriously lab jury in terms of like what jury can actually do even though i played her for a short amount of time i didn't know really any any type of serious details and then after when we played for that hour 
he was uh he was explaining to me on certain situations i'm like i and i was telling him it was like i never thought of that it was like it was certain situations where 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 he was doing like certain activations and he would he it wasn't his turn but i wasn't capitalizing on it and he was just like yeah it says you have to be able to do something like like i never thought about that so i took it to the lab i uh, tried it out and and when when i next time i went up against a jury player i destroyed them 2-0 and in a rank match because of what he pretty much was explaining to me on like it, it really helped that the fact that he happened to really just sat there and just and we talked about it it helped me like visualize what was what i was doing pretty much what i what i wasn't doing in the matchup that i should have been doing my next kind of big event probably end up going to be uh ceo but that's not until december and then uh a couple people from the from the michigan community actually like kind of sort of called me out to uh to play me in the first of 10 and it's like i, I was because a lot of people because a lot of people been calling out uh footwork uh in the first of 10 in uh street fighter because uh because we got the the set play saturdays in ann arbor hmm and and it's been going on i think for like the last like year or so and i was like i'm surprised like nobody has called me out on it i'm like i'm like okay and then somebody just hit me up it was like it was like yeah it's like i, I want to play you on the first of 10 in street fighter i'm like okay cool it's like we we could play it's like right. we just gotta get it set up syndicate underscore 87 um you got seventh place at cpt which is really great one of the like top five ranked camis on uh, at least american cfn i don't know if they're mm -hmm. separated but yeah welcome to the show thank you for joining me i know it's <laughs> uh time zones are a thing so i appreciate you hopping in here no it's all good uh yeah it's it's good to be here sweet so i i was hopping right into the main topics because i wanted to have a conversation focused on like improving getting past plateaus and and setting goals for the future and you know you guys are both on your own different journeys on on street fighter 5 your competitive careers and so it's like nice to see where you guys are mentally right now kind of like stop evaluate this talk about goals and then maybe in the future we can always like come back to see where you guys are in terms of progress so the first question that i was asking before was how how do you personally feel about your performance at cpt um cpt um i think i think i did good um going into cpt um i had like a short-term goal and the short-term goal was just to you know break top 16 because that's something i wasn't able to do last year um you know i i drowned in that pool so this year going into it i just had short-term goals like hey as long as i break top 16 that's cool everything else is just a bonus um then with that that ramsey match because um if you saw um what was it look alive you know i i can't stand the honda matchup so the fact i was able to pull that off and breaking the top eight you know that was like well this is the bonus i was talking about uh see how far we can get with that um everything was good until um the joey matchup yeah and that's that's where it was like you know cfn decided to be cfn um so uh, i think i could have gone further um if my input wasn't eaten but overall i think i did you know way better than expected hmm okay and then what what was your what's your goal coming out of cpt midwest 
Um, just to, you know, continue to train harder, um, you know, look at more replays, um, play my buddies more, um, you know, because there's, there's more to Street Fighter than just, you know, ranked in casuals, you know, um, always, you know, tell people, hey, if you want to, you know, play, you know, a set or two or whatever, reach out to me. But I rarely reach out to people for sets myself. So um, to understand certain matchups, like I've been playing a lot um, with uh, Dan Slip because he knows I hate the Balrog matchup. Um, be reaching out to, you know, like uh, Comeback Kid and Ramsey uh, for the Honda matchup. So just pretty much tighten up on the matchups. I know personally I don't like the way the next CPT, if I ever run into that matchup again, I'd be, you know, 10 times more comfortable. Okay. And then along those lines, and this is for both of you guys, when you guys set your goal how do you go about making sure that you achieve that goal like if it's something like i want to be able to beat a certain opponent you know truth was talking a little bit about lab working and labbing up the characters and uh you know i'm curious for you how do you set your goals like what what do you make your goal something more tangible or do you make it something that's a little bit more like abstract and then how do you go about achieving it and this, this could be like just having more fun. This could be, you know, improving at a specific skill. Like for you personally, how is it that you continue to make progress and improve at the game is what I'm basically trying to ask. Well, when it comes to the progress, it's, it's something that I mentioned like on stream as well. I'm like, it's something about post tournaments, right? You start to, you know, it's like you feel yourself, you know, being, you know, taken to that next level. So you're like, okay, so, you know, I'm not the same person who, you know, got beat, you know, the day before. Now I'm in a completely different mind state. Um, so when it comes to setting these goals and stuff, of course you want to, you know, to always have fun. That's the main thing because, you know, if, if you're not having fun, then, you know, you lost already because at the end of the day, it's a game, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, when it, when it comes to, to those type of goals, I really don't. It's kind of hard to say because, like, the only way I can really monitor like my progress and stuff like that is just you know keep join keep joining the tournaments. There's a lot of players uh, who want to, you know, take themselves to the next level like that, but they won't join a tournament because you know their demon is in said tournament. They're like, well, if I run into this person, it's a wrap, mm. you know. Um, so I I used to think like that. And I eliminated that mindset. So it's like, how am I going to progress unless, you know, I've, you know, I face my demon. So just to build on that, you know, it's like, you know, just joining more tournaments and, you know, not to say like stalking my demons that way, you know, I can, you know, get that experience of meeting them in, in bracket, but you know, that's, that's what I do. Okay. I feel like you, you read my show notes because that segues perfectly into my next question. Um, so it, basically the, the topic was putting higher level players uh, or, or even like, you know, bracket demons on pedestals and, and being too afraid or intimidated to play them or play them at your best. And mm -hmm. uh, I want to I get both of your guys' mindsets because both of you guys play really good players consistently. And, mm -hmm. and this is like, think about this from the perspective of someone who's newer to Street Fighter or like, or, or fighting games in general, right? They, mm -hmm. they want to play... And not, not just like they want to play for fun, um, but they also want to play for fun and to be competitive. And so like specifically those players who are like, oh man, I want to compete. I'm just not good enough yet. Or, oh man, I want to, I want to like play this guy, but uh, he's too good for me. And, you know, personally, my, my mindset around that is that it's not a very productive mindset because it, it hinders you from getting experience that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to get if you just, you know, took that chance. 
so not only are you depriving yourself of the interaction of, of fighting this opponent, a strong player, but you're also depriving yourself potentially of asking for advice or or learning what they do to solve situations or figuring out how you can get exposed. So I'm curious for both of you guys how you view view putting players on a pedestal, so to speak, and how you either got around that if you had that mindset or, or just what your take is on it overall. I can understand that because um, when you look at certain players, certain players do have kind of like this this ego, like, yeah, you know, I'm the best with this, you know, I got these placements and blah, blah, blah. So it is a bit um, intimidating for people to even ask them, like, you know, should I do, uh, you know, a, a fierce instead of, you know, a, a sweep or, you know, just for example. Um, so I, I get where they're coming from and, you know, um, as you probably like saw in like CPT, not just me, but also, you know, Justa, I think he just goes by Justa now. Yeah. Um, we just, I mean, me, like me and Brian F, we're like, we're, we're all a family here in the Midwest, but we just don't like playing against them because, you know, like I mentioned before, like I personally just don't like the ball rock matchup. Uh, for Justin, maybe it's just something to, you know, to prove that he can beat them. So, in a way, you know, once we get into our own heads with that, um, that hinders us from, you know, you know um, winning that match, knowing that we have the characters to do it. But it's just, you know, our own, you know, personal inner critics that prohibit us from doing that. And knowing that, you know, Brian F is Brian F is like, man, you know, he's, most people be like, he's not going to share his tech or, or whatever, you know. He wants to, you know, keep that tech because it's good. It's just, he will share that with us. It's just, you know, after you lose to, you know, uh, a character you don't like or somebody trying to prove yourself to, it's just, you know, you, you go back into your box and, you know, hide yourself away until, until the next tournament. But um, uh, I, I definitely get where, you know, people like that are, are coming from. But uh, other than that, it's just, it's all about just building up the courage just to go, you know, it all starts like with just, hey, you know, um, such and such, I play this character, can you, you know, show me some things? But, you know, it, it's also depending on the player because of, you know, their ego. You can't do that with everybody, but yep. most people you can. For sure. Truth, what about you? My my outlook on it, it's kind of similar but different. Uh, I've never honestly put anybody on a pedestal because I feel as if that if I put somebody on a pedestal, it just kind of like it kind of hinders me like in terms of in terms of like mindset it's like looking at myself compared to like to to underscore like underscore is more well known while me i'm more of a i'm more of a spooky ghost in the in the midwest like but but when it when it comes out to when it comes out to like dealing with you know some of the some of the you know the up and rising uh players that are that are trying to you know get better there's nothing wrong with putting anybody at least on a pedestal just don't just don't really like have them as like a like a standard for you to really like get better like you can use them as motivation to really get better mm -hmm. for one but to never but to not really say that that they're the end goal because there's always things that they can do to always improve as well and and a lot of a lot of the a lot of the more up and coming players tend to tend to really like be a little bit more hesitant mm -hmm. in terms of asking like the stronger players on what they what they could possibly be doing or any or anything like that. 
and and i feel as if that that we as like the stronger players in a sense we're trying we're like we're trying to really help out the community but also you know try not to you know how how can i put it <laughs> uh try we're we're trying we're trying not to we're trying not to pretty much like expose everything that we do but we're also trying to help everybody in terms of like getting better it's kind of it's kind of a hard gray line that we're that we're walking when it comes down to that i i do my best whenever i can to to help out anybody who who would like ask me to to play games against them whether or not if the person is better than me or if the person is not as strong as me stuff like that and i try to break it down in terms of in terms of like their skill level like i don't try to overcomplicate things and i think that's that's a really really big issue when it comes down to when it comes down to improving at least mm -hmm. when it comes out to me it's like if if the skill gap is very very noticeable or if it's wide it's it's very very bad to just to just overload somebody with information that they know that they're not that you know that they're not going to understand and it's best to just break it down just have it just real simple just you know just what's what's something that they could do to go on ahead and, and get to that next step instead of just be like oh look at this top player look what he's doing they're gonna look they're gonna look at that and all that's gonna happen in their head is monkey noises mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's it's best to it's best to go on ahead and just let them know it's like hey i think this is a player that you could probably go on ahead and look look into in terms of their notes because they're slightly stronger than you instead of just being you know like look at this warlord or look at this ultimate grandmaster all this stuff like that like that's that's how i personally feel because it's much better it's they it's much faster improvement to to look at somebody who's only slightly stronger versus somebody who is like already on like the throne like like a punk or a Tokido or a Bonchan or you know Problem X all of those players that's how I see it yeah I would I would agree with that it's like I mean I, I compare fighting games to karate a lot because I think the learning process of both are very similar uh, and in karate at least in my experience you don't fight black belts when you're a white belt you know well you don't even fight until you really get your yellow belt at least in the style that I did uh, but for the most part, you had your training partners and your peers. You had people that you fought, but like it was almost always a learning opportunity when when that happened. So like you would have to spar higher level, like higher ranking people. Uh, but it wasn't just with the intention of beating them because you already knew they were more skilled. They had learned more tools than you. So it was already like this understood mindset. It wasn't explained. It just it just kind of was. Uh, and I think that sometimes lacks in. Um, it's somewhat lacking in in fighting games because obviously we don't have that dojo experience and mindset where we fight somebody better we know hey we're not just playing to win we're playing to we're sparring we're getting experience we're doing a kumite uh we don't at least in america i can't speak for other countries but in a lot a lot of times in america we kind of just focus more on the perception of how we do versus how like the actual process so i, I would agree uh to a good extent like there's there's so many different caveats and and differences but overall i would say like that's that's something that i also agree with and in terms of putting them on a pedestal i've i've been that person with things not fighting games but by mm -hmm. the time i got into fighting games it's like i can be impressed by someone i can like acknowledge how good someone is but once i'm sitting down next to them 
Like, I don't care if they're the best player in the world or if they're, like, very, very, like, new. Uh, unless they request some sort of specific playstyle, I'm just going to play at my best, right? I'm just going to be focused, locked in, and play them. And um, I, 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 my hope is that other people have that mindset so that they don't regret their experiences. Like, that's the only thing that I want is, like, hey, if you want to fight someone for fun or if you want to fight someone for experience, like, don't don't be too shy. Like, obviously, there's it's way easier to say that than to just do it. But um, I think it's incredibly experience, ex important to get those experiences against better players if they have the opportunity. And a lot of people just are depriving themselves of something they actually want uh, versus like taking that chance. And, you know, maybe they'll get to know. Maybe they're a jerk and they'll be like, nah, I'm good. You know, that's that might happen, too. And that's understandable. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they want to play somebody specific. Uh, that's OK, too. But I think like at least just taking that chance and asking, hey, like, let's get some sets or entering that tournament. Just, just go ahead and doing it. Uh, that's my thoughts on it, at least. It's not just that, too. Uh, we're going back to, to offline kind of soon, like, beginning with, like, CEO and what have you. Like, I get the question, too. They're like, um, man, I, I hope to see you. Um, do you want to play if never ever offline? I'm like, sure. You can tell who's going to just play for fun and help you, depending on the stations, right? So if you've ever been to, you know, like a major or something like that, you know, there, I always say, you know, there's two stations you always want to be aware of there's your casual stations which you know are like along the wall you know everybody comes you know you know can talk trade tech what have you but yeah and then there's the money match station so like going back to like the the pedestal um when when i hear that term pedestal that's why i'm like those are the people who are like fanboying or fangirling so of course they're like they're putting them up as like you know this this god or something like that um but if they're at the money match stations, you know, you're not going to be able to like tap them on the shoulder, but like, hey, you want to run a set or hey, you want to do this? You know, like the, these guys are like trying to make money. So um, just to just to be aware of that, you know, um, you'll be able to know like who you can trade tech with and, you know, who you can't depending on where you are at that moment. So mm. I never really noticed there was a difference in the sets. Wow. Like, I mean, I, I guess you, it's always obvious when a money match is going on. I just never noticed, like, a specific spot for it to happen. But, yeah, so oh, yeah. Agree. like, if someone's doing a money match, don't don't ask them for a set. Cause they're, unless you're willing yeah. to yeah. money up. That's a different kind of, like, mentality. Um, actually, Well, I, let's dig into that real quick. In terms of, like, uh, money matches, I had a really interesting interaction back in Combo Breaker, I think, 19. And there was this European dude that went up to me and was like, hey, win a money match? And I was like, nah, nah, nah. I think I was broke, like super broke at the time, but like I never really did money matches. And like we had this conversation because we, we wound up playing sets, but I didn't want to money match him. And he was mm -hmm. explaining like in Europe or wherever he was from, money matching is so common. Like it, it helps us play better. And I was like, hold on. Like, you know, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you put something on the line, like you're, you're, it's more exciting. You're going to play more focused because you don't want to lose that money. And I was like, in, in America, you guys don't money match as often, at least wherever he went to. Uh, I know for sure Americans do money match, but I was just really fascinated by the concept of like putting money on the line. Cause I mean, I entered tournaments, so I understood the concept when he said it that way, but like mm -hmm. money matches and, you know, first to fives, whether it be for cloud or whether it be for money or just for, for like pride, uh, you know, mm -hmm. what are your guys' take on um, having that emotional investment in a match? Like, is that something that you prefer or don't prefer? And does that help you play better or worse? Like, well, how does that work for you guys? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can go first on this one. Yeah. To be honest, 
like I've only done maybe like four money matches over the years, and, and I think I've I've only lost one out of those four. Money money matches to me don't really motivate me because when I don't really care about money. <laughs> but I'd probably say like because normally whenever it comes out to money matches, I I don't I don't normally play like I don't play as well. And and uh and money matches to be honest. Uh because there's not really too much motivation for me to really to really like I guess more so care. But the one the one time the one time I did happen to money match and this is when I actually really I had I had to care. Um uh, this was this was before uh this was before I had got into Street Fighter Five. I was still a killer instinct player at the time. You know, shout out to Microsoft, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, there was a, uh, there was a, a European, uh, uh, Saberwolf player. Uh, I, I beat him, I beat him online and, and I was, uh, and he was, he was upset. Like he was really upset that I had beat him. He's, he was calling me a scrub, all type of stuff. And he said that he'll money match me at the next major I was going to, which happened to be CEO 2016. And I told him, I was like, okay, is I like, put $200 on the line and we'll play at first to 25. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Uh, and I was at that time I was, I was going through a lot of stuff. So yeah, my, my fuse was a little bit short. So we, when I got to CEO, we played, we did the first of 25. I annihilated them. Like it was, it was bad. It was to the point where it was like, I was up like 19 at the end of the set. And it was to the point I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just about to finish the set and beat you with your own character. And it, and it, it literally demoralized them to the point where it was like, he broke his controller. He kind of like ran off. He started like, he was like upset, like crying and all that stuff. It's like, uh, and it it, it it was just like it was like in a sense it was just don't don't money match me because i was just i was just like it's like you you talked all that trash but it's just i just got i i like it wasn't really motivation it was just more so i, I was playing maliciously and i don't like playing like that i, I like to play cool calm and collected i hate point I, I don't like playing with anger and i had to in order to prove a point but but overall in terms of money matches it's like granted it brings out the best of them but but to me it's like it don't it don't really matter there's not really i, I don't see it as a risk anyway mm, okay but i'm just weird when it comes out to to that sort of thing we're all different <laughs> <laughs> what about you underscore um when it comes to money matches um now people money match for different reasons right um you have people who money match because you know um they feel like they you know they want to prove that they're better than the, the person, kind of like going back to, a, you know, Truth's um, story. Um, then you got people who money match just to kind of like uh, make up what they've, you know, spent for the tournament. You know, um, usually when it comes to money matches, um, you know, it's like it's usually at a tournament. Um, somebody spent, I don't know, like close to like a whole thousand or you no know, even more than that just to take the trip, get knocked out, get you know, go 0 and 2, and they're like, I want to try to, you know, leave here with something. So let me go money match somebody, you know. Um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the, the whole agenda for the uh, money match, it definitely depends on the person. 
Um, again, like me too, I, I really don't really care too much for a money match. Um, had people walk up to me, you know, it's like, you know, want to do like $5 money matches? Like, sure, you know, I made that, you know, a quick 30, 40 bucks just doing that, you know, because they probably didn't know who I was. Um, but yeah, I really don't care too much for, for money matches. Um, money matches can, you know, definitely make a break, right? Like going back to, to that guy who broke his controller. Um, you know, some people put not just their money, but they put like, you no. Know, their, their whole self out there on the line like you know I'm going to expose you you know for this hundred bucks and I'm going to take your money and prove that I'm the best but then you know once you beat that person you know they become completely broken you know I, I don't want to have that on my conscience um, that's why I just say like hey if you want to play you know let's play it doesn't necessarily have to be a money match if you want to you know cool but not necessarily um, I remember it was like at Frosty uh, I think it was yeah the 2020 Frosty, which is the the last one I've you know, I've been to, um, I think there there was a certain Abigail player who who got knocked out of uh, of a bracket. Then he was just going around asking people, "Do you want to do a twenty dollar money match?" Not he wasn't even asking. His boy was asking, "Do you want to do a twenty dollar money match with such and such?" Yeah. And we're like. Uh, me and Rob was like, nah, we're good. You know, Just Kid was like, nah, we're good. You know, I was like, I will play you, but it won't be for no money. And then I ended up beating him. You know, I was like, see, that would have been $20 out of your pocket. You know, so it, it depends on the person, you know, in, in their, their agenda when it comes to asking for a money match. Yeah. I think it's important for individuals to know, you know, their own motivations, because some people like the idea of mixing gaming and money and like making, you know, money playing video games, uh, like just in, in sets. And then there are some people who are more like myself, who just I want to play really good people, like the, the better the player, the more motivated I am to play them and mm-hmm. play them again and again and again, because it's like I'm going to get something out of that. Uh, so it's like people who understand what their motivations are so they can kind of take advantage of that because you might not be a money match guy but you may be one uh, obviously when it, for me personally like i'm not a financial advisor but like you know if, if you have money issues i wouldn't recommend gambling in any form <laughs> so mm-hmm. i don't encourage that but uh, if you if your money is good and you and you think you're motivated by playing matches i think you know five dollar uh, to start off with money matches and, and seeing how you feel doing that you might find that you know as long as you're you're spending your money responsibly that's a great way for you to improve as a player because like ultimately it's like what makes you more focused on just the match and nothing else uh, in my opinion if like if you're if you're fully in the match and not thinking about anything else you're not complaining or or, like ranting you're just like fully locked in for some reason you know whether it's because it's fun or because like something's on the line like a lot of people a lot of like uh i find a lot of um hub cities like detroit new york um some cities in in uh california are really really ego based where it's like it's all about clout like who's better you know Mm -hmm. that's all it needs all that's all you need but there's also some people who are like you know i just want to put some money on the line like you know put put some money on the line let's see who does it Uh, and then there's some people who are just like they'll sit down and play whoever they want you know just because like they like playing the game so it's like find your motivation and and lean into that uh Mm -hmm. because you're you're gonna you know like you said before you're gonna have more fun you're gonna enjoy your experience more often um I think one of the last points I want to try to to dig into is um, uh, first of all, I got to kind of explain my brain and the way it works because I've had this conversation with people and uh, I always feel conflicted because there's a lot of people who talk about fun um, mm-hmm. and 
I fully agree with that, but I also think, um, and you guys can feel free to disagree, you know, articulate more uh, where you feel the need to do so. But I wanted to talk about like my mindset is like I the fun part for me in fighting games is playing better people, making smarter choices, doing you know more amazing things. So there is this, uh, I won't say requirement. There is this kind of understood. Uh, fact that I have to sometimes do things that aren't as enjoyable to acquire the skills to get to where I want to be. So ultimately the goal is to have more fun with the game, but mm. I have to sit in the lab and, and do things that are kind of repetitious because it, I, I just learned that way. I have to do things over and over again. Uh, sometimes that isn't fun for me. And for me personally, that's, that's okay. I've acknowledged that because I have bigger goals. Uh, and I think there are a lot of times where I come across people who desperately want this thing to be better at a game usually a fighting game but they hit this wall of like i'm not having fun and i always struggle with how to talk to them about this topic because uh, i want to just say sometimes you got to just do unfun stuff to get to where you want to be uh, but i don't feel like that's a very attractive way of wording it so you know for people who are like me where it's like hey you know i want to get to this goal for you know and maybe that's an arbitrary goal for me personally it's just i i just enjoy playing better people i enjoy when i make wiser decisions that is fun to me um but like there are people who don't have that discipline to do something consistently enough to understand that like hey when you do something consistently you get better at it when you start working training or labbing with with intention working on something specific you get better at it if you focus on your confirms or you focus on your footsies you get better at it. There are people who just don't naturally understand that and get lost uh, in trying to improve at a game and then ultimately flounder or plateau and then just quit. So, I mean, I know this is a very broad topic, but for you guys and how you approach the game, you know, uh, I'll start with you first and then underscore you can also uh, add your thoughts on this, but how, how do you look at the experience of improving at Street Fighter V? Like, what motivates you to play the game and to improve in it, but also... Like, what, how do you keep your passion for that game? Like, what is it that keeps you coming back to the game and also improving? Uh, I would probably say my my main motivation, at least when it comes out to the game, like, my, my fun in the game is understanding. Understanding different play styles, understanding how people's mindsets are, like, the whole, lear like, learning how people play that's 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 my main motivation is because now to now that being at this at this uh at this level where i can start to kind of sort of break the rules uh being able being able to go ahead and play the game and understand people's play styles and being able to pick up what uh what habits people are doing you know in terms of like how quickly i can counteract to them to me that that's that's fun like devising strategies on the fly is fun to me and that's that's how i've always been i've been like that in in all sorts of life like because like being being a strategist at heart just being able to just go on ahead and just just keep constantly learning and just that's that's my that's my main motivation for it, just to that and just the that's my improvement but i do understand the the whole the whole concept of the whole repetition because because I mean, not not so not so long ago, like one of my main weaknesses was that I had no hit confirms, like at all. Like I had good punishment, had decent anti-airs. It's just my hit my hit confirms were just were just god awful. 
so i had to sit there and just constantly i i did that for i was constantly just doing one one button hit confirms for for so long we were talking about hours days weeks months and just constantly just just doing it but then but then when i realized that it started becoming second nature and i didn't have to think about it it that's when it just started becoming like it just everything just started meshing so well where once i started once i stopped thinking about certain basic basic tendencies that's when i was able to see the consistency able to go on ahead and just and see how much better that i got and be able to be to step up to that next level now it turn now it turns to get into to to this dude's level <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I i don't i don't know because it's but it's kind of hard to compare at least when it comes down to with me and uh me and uh and and underscore because we, we 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 play different the two of us play different like he plays a little he plays a little bit more aggressive i play i play a little bit slower but both of us have found our own ways to be able to succeed in our own play styles it's just that the one thing the one thing that that underscore has over me is that he has that experience uh in terms of in terms of tournament experience all that stuff like he's he's got that over me that's where i honestly feel that that he has the the advantage over me and it's just that experience but but that's neither here nor there i, I let him i let him talk on that cool um what just keeps me motivated to play the game is you know um kind of same thing like i like learning too uh and plus i feel i feel that everything about the game is um not fully um experienced or is not um not touched on like there were things i would do in the lab that i see no other you know camera player do and i'm like oh i can do this sure uh, mind you when i first started playing street fighter i never laughed i never did any of that i my most of my experience came just from doing and you know watching other people and i'm like okay you, you know and i just you know let that sink in and process i didn't really start laughing until like middle of 2019 so a lot of that stuff before was just you know monkey see monkey do um and um another thing that makes me you know you know love the game even more is like like i told truth before i was like i learned from you too you know i pull stuff from from true from hurricane from k brad uh every candy player around and i'm like okay i could just take this all this information and mesh it into to this ball of knowledge and i'm like so if i do uh something that most most people consider random i'm like yeah but then hurricane just did that at you know this event or did you know k brad do it at this you know event so i'm like you know you're you're giving me the justice but at the same time i'm like these are coming from all these players you've uh, faced so you know you can't really get mad at me you get mad at you know that person so that's pretty much how i gel everything together yeah. um i don't know and then you know I mentioned, you know, this before as well. It's like when I play Street Fighter, I, I really don't play Street Fighter. Um, again, start off as a as a Smash player. You know, we are aggressive um, fighters. Uh, Smash is a fighter to me. Don't judge me. Um, but it's like when you hear round one fight, in my mind, I hear ready go, and that's where I'm like all over the place with my with my uh, my pads. So um, just knowing that I could take elements of uh, 
a previous game that I loved and incorporate it into this game, it makes it that much more fun. Um, I mentioned that, like, how Dual Kevin plays, you know, uh, with Rashid. I'm like, Rashid may be a Street Fighter, he may be a Street Fighter character, but Rashid uh, plays exactly like a Marvel character. So when you play Dual Kevin, he's not playing Street Fighter, he's playing Marvel. You know, you know, you, you're bringing elements from you know your previous games into this one and i think you know that also plays a part of making it even more fun because there's some things you can do in either game you know that just just works mm-hmm. yeah i 100 percent agree i've been i've been loving guilty gear for that reason and like i have a hard time like it's it's uh, this is a bit of a tangent but watching a lot of old gg uh like guilty gear heads uh, uh mm-hmm. complain about strive or try to learn strive versus someone like me who's never really gotten into strive or a uh, guilty gear and just like learning the game and appreciating it for what it is versus like oh it's not this this and this like i i've hit like a pretty high rank in the game and i'm still pretty new to it so like taking what i know from other fighting games and applying it to this one it's like always such a rewarding feeling obviously it's not a one-to-one ratio but you get to really um enjoy the experience of, of playing this character well i play nago ryuki so he's not as like crazy as some of the other characters in terms of like air dashes and stuff but that aside um i kind of have a side question that i thought about you, you talked about something you hit on when you, you pull from other players uh, i believe both of you guys do this and i try to a little bit as well not as much as I, i'd like to right now but um pulling from other players uh, mm-hmm. I, I talked to someone recently where he said that he doesn't have his own style he just pulls from a bunch of other people and I basically said I disagree with you. Um, I, I think if anything, it's more of a confidence thing where, you know, unrelated, but you're not you're not confident in your own style to, to make these decisions. And whether you know it or not, you're you're taking these things that you've learned and you're using them, you know, you're making the decision to use them. So you do have a style whether you realize it or not. But that aside, right. you know, people who are trying to improve at a game uh, by looking at other players, it's like how there are some players who develop bad habits because they're just they're just copying and imitating. Like, how, for you guys, do you make it to where you, you learn something from a, an opponent, but you make it something useful to where it's not a bad habit, uh, it's not something that you you use it in the right situation? Like, how do you take that, copy it, and then make it something that uh, is not only your own, but it's more of a hin- like a helpful situation than a hindrance, if that makes sense? You got to take that information, and you got to... I'm trying to make this make as much sense as possible. Uh, you've got to analyze yourself first. You know, you got to know, know, survey yourself. Like, are you the the, the patient? You like the wait and see uh, kind of person, or are you this no energetic, like you're hopped up on espresso kind of person? You know, with me, I I do think um, you know multiple thoughts at a time. Like, you know, I have OCD. You know, I, I like to multitask and stuff like that. So my mind is all over the place so i see certain things um within match and i'm like well if you know this person does this i could just chew for that or you know if i can get over here i can do this you know that's the kind of the player i am but if a person is more like the uh like the chess player right like to analyze and take things you know to um or make things too logical you know there's ways you can take that information that you pull from other players and you know um, with your mindset, incorporate that as best as you can. Um, if you're pulling from other players, you're definitely going to, you're not going to be like, you know, the next, you know, person that you know, you pulled it from. It's about, you know, how you can take that information along with the kind of person that you are and make that your thing. Um, that's, that's the best way I can really, uh, 
describe that and you know as far as like pulling from other players and trying to make that a style of your own um in the game it's more than just you know you know ones and zeros and you know the tools that you've given for that particular character you really got to put um some of yourself into the game as well that's the only way you can really you know be able to go back and be like oh i should have did this you know i should know better because you know i i do this every day or this you know once in a blue moon so that's the that's the best way i can say you know Percy can um take that information um and mold it into a play style just you got to put uh, a piece of yourself into the game as well hmm. and what about you truth anything to add on uh a little bit uh yeah i pretty much wholeheartedly agree with with what underscore was mentioning just just yeah you have to you have to go on ahead and put yourself into into the game in order for you to really like be able to fully experience it because you can't just you have to be able to go on ahead and be okay with with just implementing your own style because a lot of people do tend to try to try to imitate uh people's play style and and the messed up part about it is that they don't understand why they're doing this that's that's one of the that's one of my biggest nuances when it comes down to fighting games as a whole like like for instance like with with stealing with stealing tech because because for instance like one of the biggest things that i definitely i definitely stole from underscore <laughs> was the uh the 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 stun reset with uh with ex hooligan i definitely stole that from underscore <laughs> I, I will i will admit that i definitely stole that from him but i realized i'm like okay this is not gonna kill let me think about it oh the hooligan setup did mm-hmm. that did that and then i realized that i could just delay it by like a couple of frames and it's an actual literal left right mix up i'm like you know what let me go ahead and, and do this and see if i can maintain like because i'll lab and see if i can maintain plus frames from either side and i happened to manage to do that so and i managed to do that also when it came down to the whole to the dive kick uh setup because you because you notice uh philosopher whenever i do like dive kick and i'll like delay my dash to to actually create a real true left right mix up that's why i'm so successful in terms of mixing somebody up after ex dive kick but mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I've noticed that a couple of people were were uh, were taking that from me because I was really the only one that was really doing delay dash after uh, after the ex uh, dive kick hit. But uh, but yeah, it's just we 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 still tech from each other all the time. But it's just it just depends on uh, the situation because a lot of people tend to use theirs use theirs more situational based. Some of them use it, does it based on like how, you know, how they feel in that, in that moment. But, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much my, my outlook on it, on, on that, on that topic. Thank you guys. And then the last one is, is more of a funny topic or was inspired by a, a funny video I did a long time ago. Um, but with Guilty Gear Strive coming out, you have people complaining about top tier and tier lists again. And I, I'm... A lot of people know I'm not a big fan of tier lists, or at least the way we treat them in America. And and so uh, in 2019, I put out this video called Cami White Guilt. Cami uh, was really, really strong. <laughs> if you don't know Cami, Cami's last name is White. So like that was the whole play on words back then. I thought it was being uh, pretty clever. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people have this top tier guilt 
where they're they're playing a character that you know and they feel bad and i had i've had conversations very recently about strive where people are going to drop you know characters that they, they like because they're so strong and people are like their own friends are complaining about how strong these characters are so they feel guilty and they drop a character like in my mind this isn't a very serious topic like it, it's a very silly thing but i'm trying to not just laugh it off as something that uh is is silly but i want to get your guys take on like you know if people who complain about your character and and how you guys uh deal with with like the public complaining about characters and stuff like that because you play cammy cammy is or has been considered a very top tier character in the past so i just want to know what your experiences are with that yeah because i want to hear about this <laughs> <laughs> people complaining about a character is like I mean, that's that's the internet for you, right? Um, I, I, I was talking with my friends before. I was like, if this was like Genesis or, you know, Super Nintendo, um, you know, back then, you know, you got what you got. You know, it's either, you know, adapt or, you know, do something else. Um, I, I just don't like how people, you know, give Cammy like this. Like, she's unbeatable. She doesn't have a bad matchup. Cammy has some bad matchups. Again, you know, um, with you no, know, with Honda, you know that's a bad matchup. Uh, I would say Sim. Uh, Sim is you know, you know, kind of un kind of unfair for her, you know, because we got to get in for that. It's like when when it comes to like tier list and like people like beefing her up to like you know she's the main go to if like you're losing. That's not necessarily true because there's other characters who you know are just slipping through the radar, like you know Colin and uh, Karen and. Uh, stuff like that, and I think you no know, Karen, you no know, beats Cammy in that matchup. Um, Colin, you know, has all the tools to you know stop Cammy as well, especially with uh, the the parry and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I when it comes to tier lists, you know, I think tier lists um, they're all you know subjective. You know, um, you know, you look at Punk's tier list on you know where they place Cammy and. You know, everybody else's tier list where they place Cam, you know, that's all stemming from, you know, what the other person said. Um, I always make the joke that she's low, like she's low tier because of all the nerves she's got since then. Um, but um, I, she's, she's still in the top five, but uh, it's when it comes to the tier list and people are just complaining. I'm like, you know, complain about, I mean, people who complain about a character is like they're just either tired of the matchup or just don't want to learn it and they're just you no know, run into it's almost like when you're playing like when you were a kid and you were playing against somebody and you no know, they beat you and you run and tell your mom <laughs> it's kind of like you know like you know oh did you play against cam you lost i'm running to my mom which is capcom like nerf her <laughs> and you know she's got um multiple nerves since then so cap um mm. yeah cat mom <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it um but you know, it, it is what it is, you know. Um, you know, I, I welcome it in a way because that means I, I will have to, you know, work on my play style a bit more and, and that keeps me from getting too comfortable because you just never know when it comes to, to nerfs and buffs, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Anything to add on truth? Uh, oh, I, I got a decent amount. <laughs> <laughs> I got a decent amount. Uh, yeah, so... My honest opinion on tier list, blank slate. Tier list is just nothing but a big matchup chart. That's all it is, and and a lot of people tend to tend to, you know, feel very personal 
about tier lists and really to be honest tier lists really don't mean anything unless you're like considered to be like high or top level uh a lot of intermediate and like low level players should not care about tier lists at all because there's so much that you got to learn about the game that it's that tier lists don't even matter mm-hmm. but uh but yeah like in terms of cami I think I think Cammy is still the best player to, uh, is the best character in the game still. She's just not S plus anymore. She's she's S tier. And I feel like like I do I do see uh underscore's out uh, outlook in terms of like the Honda matchup because that matchup is kinda it's annoying. Uh the sim matchup is annoying. That's cause like the sim players for some odd reason just they just had like a yoga and Pilates class and they just leveled up. Yeah. Like crazy, like 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 Arturo and Mr. Crimson have been playing insane, but that's besides the point. Uh, Karine, Karine, I feel as if uh, is either even or slightly in her favor, and also another character who, in my honest opinion, I think is her worst matchup is Cody. I think Cody beats her mm-hmm. uh, because Cody Cody can fight her on the ground, and Cody keeps her honest. Like any character that really can keep cammy honest is a character that can that can really like fight her because falk falk as well falk is a character that keeps cammy honest uh but but that's but uh but the main character and this is something that that i'm pretty certain that both of you will agree that that they that they swear that this character is top tier but she really isn't and it's because of one player who has traumatized everybody <laughs> and that's Laura like all because of Idom like I've never I've never seen I've never seen it where one player ever like in like ever just made a character just look so strong like the word make that character look like it's top tier but Laura Laura is like high mid at best and so many people would disagree with me because uh this was like this was back in like early this was like late season four where I was saying that uh Sakura was better than, than Laura because Sakura had better matchups than Laura. And people was bringing up, oh, but Laura got the V trigger. It's like that's really all she has when they come out to me and scary. Mm-hmm. And like I broke it down and it's just like Laura don't got real mix ups for real outside of the fact that if she got bar or she's in V trigger, that's it. That's the only time I'm scared of her. I'm never scared of Laura because I, I fought I fought Idom, I fought Mylin so many damn times it's not even funny. So I'm I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of that character whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that it's just that so many people put Laura on such a high pedestal. Like Laura is just this flawless character. It's like Laura has a lot of flaws. She has a lot of matches where she actually truly struggles in. But it's just because Idom traumatized you that it's just, it's it's funny. Like it's it's so funny to me that that people just put Laura in S tier. It's like Laura's like A tier at best. Maybe B plus. Mm-hmm. Because at one point Mika was better than Laura. Because because Mika actually had actually had a real true 50 50 went after the command grab and it's just command grab dash up if you were four frame character you had to hold it if you were a three frame character you still kind of had to hold it because she could do a jab 
and she was plus you had to hold it hmm. so so it was just it was just that uh it was just that overall like with tier list a lot of people tend to take it a, a little bit too personal and and really and really uh i'll probably say like at least like 80 to 85 percent of the people who play street fighter or even play fighter games as a whole really shouldn't care about tier list because uh you really would a, a lot of a lot of players really don't understand why they put why they put certain characters where they are like they'll understand it on paper but when it comes out to actually you know you know experiencing it you you don't even know the half of it like you you scratch the surface on on tier list because I, I it's a it's a couple other characters i feel is that that are that are uh like heavily slept on but that's that's for another day <laughs> yeah i would agree with you guys though i think a huge part of what you guys are talking about too is a lack of accountability uh, a lot of people don't like to take responsibility for their own ills for whatever reason uh you know they want to protect their own ego they want to make excuses for why they lost and i think tearless is like one of those shields that they can hide behind and say oh i lost because of this not because i suck uh, or and not even because they suck just because like you, the opponent's better like some people have a hard time admitting that someone is better than somebody else uh or you you lack knowledge it's like at, like laura laura for me is a bracket demon she's always been that character that like has struggled with it but I, I never once really thought along that way that like she's a broken character it's just i have a hard time with that character or my character you know fong has a hard time with that character and i do think that laura in some ways counters fong because i don't have any grab invincible moves she can just grab me my v reversal like i have a lot of tools that i can't abuse the same way but I've never once thought that I couldn't beat my beat their Laura with my Fong, even though I was learning other characters. I was like, okay, well, let me try to figure out other things in the process. And and I have beaten several Lauras in tournament that like are my bracket demons with a character that I think is countered by, you know. And, mm -hmm. and like a lot of people, I don't I don't feel like they don't realize they're doing this. But when they when they make up this story in their head saying I can't beat this character because they're stronger it affects their whole entire like everything else it's like a chain a chain reaction because then that thought turns into a belief and that belief turns into action and so they don't play as well or they're too distracted or they're too busy justifying their future loss rather than actually just trying to figure out this puzzle of beating up beating this opponent that's using this character that they don't know how to deal with uh so i think there's like this huge negative chain reaction that like it may not be a big deal for a lot of people but i've just seen so many people who who get salty just because they lost to a certain character. I'll, I'll play against people who complain about Fong the whole entire time I'm playing them, but don't ask me a single question as to like how to get better, or they might ask one question and then they're back to complaining the whole entire time. So it's like, you know, I, I want, I, I acknowledge that characters have, you know, it's not some magical, you know, wish it and you're, you'll be better kind of thing, but like sitting there and blaming a character for why you lost, uh, you know, the, tier lists are assuming that that the people playing those characters are the best and they already like you know based on the meta of how to play that character currently and then as new meta gets figured out like maybe a new tech or a new mix-up or something new happens that character might get stronger all of a sudden because it's now discovered but like just because it's not discovered doesn't mean that's not it's not discoverable like anybody can discover something new but like people if you don't believe that something is possible then you don't go looking for it and so you don't have more people kind of exploring the unknown and figuring things out on their own versus like, ah, you know, this pro player is only doing this stuff. I'm going to emulate that. And that's where like emulation is great. But if you're not willing to innovate as well, then you don't you don't get the chance to really create your own style. So I, I'm tangenting a little bit because I think like this topic, like even though it's kind of a joke topic of like 
tier lists and stuff, there's also this whole, like, phenomenon of people kind of buying into the propaganda of tier lists and behaving a certain kind of way as a result that ultimately concerns me in terms of their performance but doesn't affect me at the end of the day <laughs> so yeah I, I i think overall like there's more questions and ideas that i have that i want to dig into but it's already been like an hour and i want to get you guys back in and also i got uh, my son to hang out with but um i appreciate you guys hanging out with me you know is there any last things that you guys want to mention or or uh, any uh anything you want to plug that you got going on streams and stuff like that underscore we'll go with you and then we'll end with uh truth uh, yeah, definitely follow me uh, on my Twitter um, at underscore 87FGC, my Twitch uh, underscore 87. Uh, always remember both without the first E. Uh, and just to send off, um, again, I, I say this all the time, you know, you paid your, your $59.99 for the game or whatever. You know, have fun with it. Learn the way uh, you want to learn. Play the game how you want to play. Because that's exactly what I do. And, you know, it got me to where I am today, you know, it's okay to take, you know, advice, but at the end of the day, you know, um, utilize that advice and, you know, incorporate that with your play style and you'd, you'd be great. Perfect. Truth? Uh, yeah, so uh, Twitter, you can always uh, follow me at, at Truth Speaks, double underscore, and then the Twitch, which I got to get back into streaming, <laughs> uh, is uh, TruthPlays <laughs> underscore and pretty much last uh last words uh yeah just uh just enjoy what enjoy what you like doing and just just be able to just put yourself into the game all right well there you have it guys thank you so much for joining me again uh if you are new to this podcast make sure you guys hit that subscribe whether you're listening on the podcast version or the youtube version thank you guys so much for your support as always you can check the description down below for all the show notes stuff like that uh, for their social media links and everything it'll be down in there that said thank you guys so much and i will see you all in the next one